How do you respond to commandments? How do you respond to somebody laying down the law? Uh, Well, that's just what the unseen Lord does on Mount Sinai. As we saw yesterday, the angel of the Lord has brought the people out of Egypt to worship God on the mountain. In other words, the son has saved the people for the father. And now they learn some family manners. Here are the house rules. Uh, In all this, it's really important to note the order. The Israelites are not told in Egypt, if you obey my commandments, then I will redeem you from slavery. No, no. They are redeemed completely apart from the law. The people do not clean themselves up to earn their salvation. They are saved first. And in this redemption, they now learn how to be the Lord's people. And here we see how that is in Exodus chapter 20, the Ten Commandments. Except that in the Hebrew, the Bible never calls them the Ten Commandments. It's always the Ten Words. These words from the Lord are a revelation of the good life. The good life is a life of loving God, that's the first four words, and loving others, that's the last six words. As such, the law perfectly describes Jesus Christ. Jesus is the one who supremely loves God, and loves his neighbor. Even in eternity, this has been Jesus' life. He's always been loving his Father, and always been loving his Spirit. And so God's people are given the life of God's Son to live out. In the next few videos, we will go through Exodus chapter 20, and we'll hear the good life spelt out. It's all about loving God and loving neighbor. How do the Israelites respond to this good life? Exodus 20 from verse 18. When the people saw the thunder and lightning and heard the trumpet and saw the mountain in smoke, they trembled with fear. They stayed at a distance and said to Moses, speak to us yourself and we will listen, but do not let God speak to us or we will die. The good life sounds like death to the Israelites. The law is good, but we are not. And the good law applied to a bad people means death. Even God's people, with God's law, cannot live the good life. Which shows you something crucial about God's law. The law can only describe the good life. It cannot produce it. The people say, you know, Moses, please help, please, please stand between us and God and shield us from his holiness. Moses, of course, is not up to that job. Uh, But a few books later, in Deuteronomy chapter 18, the Lord promises to raise up a true intermediary. Moses tells the people in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 18 from verse 15, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your brothers. You must listen to him. For this is what you asked of the Lord your God at Horem on the day of the assembly, when you said, Let us not hear the voice of the Lord our God, nor see his great fire any more, or we shall die. The Lord said to me, What they have said is good. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their fellow Israelites, and I will put my words in his mouth. He will tell them everything I command him. Here's what we need in the face of God's commandments. We need a mediator to stand between us and God's, to bridge the gap between his goodness and our badness. Jesus, of course, is that bridge. John chapter 1 verse 17 says, For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. The good life coming from the hand of Moses was good. It describes Christ's own goodness, the goodness of loving God and loving neighbor. But if we receive it simply as a commandment, then we have to confess, Father, I am not good. I am not what the law describes. 
But how wonderful that grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. At Sinai, the Father sent tablets of stone. At Bethlehem, the Father sent his very own Son, the embodiment of the law, who is himself the fullness of grace and truth. On the cross, Jesus puts to death our badness. As our mediator, he endures the judgment that we deserve for our law-breaking. But then he rises up again, and he comes to us not as a thunderbolt, but as a gift. He does not treat us like the children of Israel. He treats us as grown-ups. He doesn't sit us down to live under the law. He raises us up to live in Him. Now that we are united to Him by faith, He puts His love into us so that we love genuinely from the heart. Instead of the good life being inscribed on tablets out there, He writes that law on our hearts. Instead of trying to live up to the good life by the efforts of the flesh, we are now given the good life by the gift of the Spirit. This is what Paul tells us in Romans chapter 8, verse 3. He says, What the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so He condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. In this way, Jesus fulfills the law for us and in us. How do you feel about God's law? Do you feel like you can live up to the good life? If you do, God says, no, you can't. But if you say to God, you're right, I can't, I I can't live the good life. I, I don't have it in me. Please give me Christ's life. At that stage, the law is fulfilled. The law has done its work when we look away from ourselves and we look up to Christ and say, I can't. Then he turns to us with a smile and he says, I know in yourself you can't, but in me thou shalt. Mm